Welcome to Chatman and Robin. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. And we missed last week. Uh, we were we down did. last week. There was a good reason, though. I think I kind of explained it online. But since Trinity ate the screen off my computer, <laughs> um, a lot of people don't yeah. seem to be really in the loop about what's going on. And that is kind of my fault, just because I don't have a computer. I used to, every time something changed, I'd blow it up on Twitter or Facebook. I would tag people in it and make them, then bother them to repost things like Tyler and Steven and all those people. Um, I don't have a computer anymore. For now. Uh, for I think the next month, I will not have a computer. I'm still doing things, because I have Bird's computer. I'm still doing all these podcasts. I'm editing footage and crap. So... If you're one of those people who, you know, routinely goes to the Quillen Film site or even sees the Quillen Film site from time to time or, or you notices that something's happened, help, help me out. Hook a brother up here and, uh, and repost it. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Twitter. Blow me up on social media a little bit because I can't do it for myself right now. I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a one-legged or I'm like a three-legged dog, you know. I can't run quite a as One-legged dog? I'm like a one-legged dog. I drag myself from place to place. I do nothing but lay around. Right. Um, Look pitiful. So That'd be so sad. We have a lot of things. Oh, I was shooting the... I was shooting some footage of just the recording setup I had today so that I, for the uh, the Marlin um, soundtrack documentary. And Trinity was in her cage. She like walked into her crate of her own volition. So I did. I shot a super close up of Trinity's face and, and was singing Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> oh, <laughs> as a way to. Oh God! <laughs> anyway, That's the worst. What have you been up to? Talk at me. What's tr- What's <gasps> new since last um, week? We have a lot of things that have happened. So. So what's going on in your life today, right now, this very moment? Today, this very moment, uh, just got off of work. Mm-hmm. Yay! Um, I kind of have a lot to do for the next couple of days. I have two days off, so. Okay. Got a lot of stuff to do there. Do See you if- keep hearing that thing that sounds like, ooh? No. Oh, I think it's the heater. Yeah, I okay. I think it's the heater, too. <laughs> that thing that goes, ooh. <laughs> Um, um, okay, yeah, really? You're not going to mention any of the big giant things that have happened recently? I thought you were going to bring that up. Okay. That big giant so $300 three, thing. Three days ago, uh, we were laying in bed, and my buddy, Brandon Ward, you know, I wish we had it all right here so I could just be like, and this, and this, and this. Cool. Uh, we can remember most of it. Um, my sure. buddy, Brandon, sent me a text at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Or something like that. It was really late, and he was like... Do you want to go grab it? No, it's fine. What, all six boxes? But he's like, oh man, you got to get to Goodwill tomorrow. I just swung by there. I mean, of course, it's a text, so it was like, you have to get to Goodwill tomorrow. Uh, No inflection. But you can always tell what Brandon's Mm -hmm. feeling by his texts. So he sent me a text that was like, you got to go to Goodwill. Oh my God. Um, I was in there, and someone... There's a bunch of comic books. And when he said a bunch of comic books, I figured there was like 20 or 30. And he's like, yeah, man, there's the whole, like, early 90s run of Cable, like the, the X-Men Cable miniseries and stuff like that. And he's like, you got to get in there and check that out. Uh, I didn't buy any. I, I thought you could get them early next morning. So I got there. And uh, the next morning, I went and talked to Bird for a little bit. And then I went to Goodwill. And It was so sweet. Like, you came in and you were, like, really excited. And- well, I went to Goodwill and I bought two bags. Uh, they were selling them in bags of like 10 comics or 12 comics for like f- six bucks. And I bought two bags and then I went to Goodwill and you know, go 
Well, he came to my work. Um, uh-huh. And you wanted to, like, <laughs> K the purchase with me, which I thought was so funny. Well, I, I knew that you were going to Goodwill to look at a bunch of comics. Because and I was I like, oh, you know, that's fun. Cool. You know? Um, which is right next door to me. So he went over there and bought a bunch of comics and they come came like rushing in to talk to me and told me how much they had which was way more than I had imagined I thought it was you know like a stack or so you know like and maybe it, eight to ten inches tall or it was something. not I said tw- early earlier when you stepped away I said tw- I thought it was like 20 to 30 comics mm, it mm-hmm. was someone's entire collection Bert yeah, we're still debating about this, but I am a hundred percent sure that what we what was in Goodwill was just I I think it was a house clearance. I think someone died and their family didn't know what to do with all these funny books that they had and mm-hmm. just gave them to Goodwill. I walked in there and there was a whole end rack uh, with maybe like twenty individual, you know, like the display the display rack where you lay a bunch of things all on top of each other, and then the you know whatever. There was like. 10 little mini display racks, maybe like 10 bags deep. So right there, I mean, 10 times 10 is a thousand? hundred? hundred, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, whatever, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a hundred bags of 10. Come on, your dad's a math teacher. I know. Dad, don't listen to this episode. But there's, <laughs> so there's like a hundred bags of, of 10 to 12 books. Mm-hmm. So you've got about a thousand books right there. And then there was a bunch of other books that were just laying on the bottom of the rack because they didn't have room for them. It was mm-hmm. like looking at it. My estimate is that it, it, the what was you on mean the rack. bags of books laying down. Yeah, there was yeah. bags of books laying down as well. Mm-hmm. I, I estimate that there was twelve hundred comic books there, or or, or at least a thousand. A at least fuck a thousand comics. And I was like, holy shit, because they're they're bagged, not blind bag, but like bagged mm-hmm. in sacks of twelve, and you can kind of see what's in each bag. Mm-hmm. I, another reason I think it was a collection is Goodwill is not going to go through and sort all these comics. They're just right. going to pull them out they of boxes and throw them in there. And they were all in order. Yeah. They were in runs. They were... I think it was just yeah. someone got their... Like, their collection ended up at Goodwill, the whole fucking thing. So I bought two bags of, like, obscure Vertigo books that I saw, and I was like, oh, uh, I'll purchase these two bags and, like, get to my... Get to my <laughs> Luckily, my <laughs> only 50 feet away. I fucking run over there. I'm like... Oh, are we allowed to say the place that I work? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Are, I don't know. Do you have any rules about social media? I can't mention the I place I work because I signed a contract saying I couldn't. <clears throat> I don't know. All right. Do you, you want me to edit them all out? Just bleep them. Okay. So I ran over to bleep, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, holy shit, uh, bird, baby. I know we're trying to save. We got a giant move coming. I really don't have that much money anyway, mm. and this is probably gonna fuck me for being able to like help with utilities or buy groceries. But it was so cute. And then, like and kid at Christmas. I wasn't wrong. I have like less than a hundred dollars in my bank account right now. Just because, just because I transferred, I mean, it was a bunch of things like the celebratory pizza and like the, oh, and yeah. then I bought gas because I was just feeling so jubilant. I just started buying other <laughs> shit too, but no, um, I tra- I went to the. She's like, yeah, go ahead, because I explained to her. I'm like, we are about if you. Well, let me he do told this. me how much was there, and I was like, just make him an offer on the whole collection, everything, and tell him you'll buy it right now like, and yeah. see if they'll make you a deal. So I went to, and she gave me the all clear, and I was like, you're the best wife ever. Well, your money is not my money, so... Flew over... We have seven accounts, yeah. Um, and there's enough time between now and when rents do that I might be able to make make rent. 
Well, I, yeah, I bombed up to the <gasps> bank. I transferred five hundred dollars oh from goodness. my two savings accounts into my checking. Drove back to Goodwill, zipped in there, and I walk up to the lady again. And now I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Mm. So I walk in and I'm like, hi. I won't. Now if I were to buy everything here, if I were to buy every single one of these bags, clear that rack for you. Get this out of your way. What kind of deal could you offer me? And she's like, I'm gonna need a hack my manager. I'm kidding. She was so fucking nice. She was uh-huh. like the nicest goodwill employee I've ever met. She was like, and she was also kind of cute. So she was like, <laughs> maybe she's just, maybe I just think she's cute in my memory because she sold me like fucking 900 comics or whatever. So she goes, uh, I'm gonna need to talk to my manager. Uh, and I was like, ooh, what was that? Uh-huh. No, she goes to talk to her manager and he comes over and he's like, hey man. And basically, we get this back and forth where he's like, well, you know, if you price the, the books out. What is it called? The, the haggling, something? The, yeah. The, There's like a word for it. The something. I don't know. The dance. You know? it's, it was like the, the dance, the dance or of something. the merchants, yeah. you know? Um, but, you know, he, he comes over and we talk about, like, if, if you bought the books priced as they were, it'd probably be about 600 or something like that. So mm-hmm. that was his, like, initial offer. Yeah. And I'm like... I'm like, well, I mean, come on. I'll get these all out of your way. I mean, look at all this Looney Tunes and shit that's just sitting here. And, I mean, you know, Looney Tunes, you might sell to some parents, but a lot of these books are not your audience, you know, mm-hmm. the people who come here. Which is probably wrong, because a lot of college kids roll through Goodwill. But, you know, yeah, I, but, we do the haggling. You know. We do the, I'm like, these books aren't worth that much. How about, and I got them down to 400 Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, all right, I'll knock 200 off, and you can, you can buy everything. And what I figured I would do is, I didn't want to pay 400 so I was going to buy like 250 or something like that mm-hmm. and then stop was he gonna give you um did he give you a lower price on each bag like how is that gonna work no he was just like take everything for six was his mm-hmm. initial offer mm-hmm. and i was like well no how about i take everything for like four and you'll be able to get new shit up here mm-hmm. and you know i'll just get all this out of your way rather than selling a bag like every couple weeks or whatever mm-hmm. so i was like all right and I talked him down to about, uh, to like 400-ish. Yep. And then I started buying and I was going to just stop mm-hmm. when I hit my like limit, you know, mm-hmm. 250 or whatever. Yeah. And then the woman rings up the first bag and she goes, oh, and today's our yellow sale. So all of the yellow sticker bags are half off. And like 80% of the bags were yellow <laughs> stickers. And I was like, fuck it. I am buying everything. I didn't in the end. Yeah. Like I, I, uh, my bill got up to like, I think I bought the whole collection for like 300 or something like that. Yeah. Less than, but less yeah, than, pretty close. Less than three. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, how about this? Um, You know, I'm not Probably going- with that $20 worth, we're at 300 a little over. Yeah. So I was like. I grabbed a couple of the bags out that were like all Looney Tunes or like all Darkwing Duck or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Stuff I knew I that wasn't going to read. Disney bag. Somehow we yeah. did get one bag in there that was all kids. <sighs> I don't know how that happened. I think yeah. I was just grabbing stacks and all the kids comics were on the bottom. So maybe mm. some, somehow one got up in the, the more mature titles like uh, <laughs> Breathless and shit like that. It's so fucking raunchy. I love Breathless. Is it old? Uh, I think it's a, yeah, it is. It's an old Vertigo book from the 90s. Most of the collection was from the 90s, as Brandon predicted, which mm-hmm. is weird because I didn't think Brandon knew that much about comics. I know he knows about Transformer comics. He has them all. Really? He has the whole collection, the whole run in single issue, I'm pretty sure. Weird. I know. It's like his, okay. it's like his one comic-y thing. But he was <laughs> like, yeah, so they look like a lot of 90s books. And I was like, right on. But uh, I, I gave them back all of the bags that had the children's books in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, you don't need to give me a discount or we, we don't need to fuck around with this. But I'm not going to read these. And maybe some kids who can get sucked into the world of comics if I leave these bags behind. What? 
ah, ah. There ah. are at Goodwill still like two bags that I really fucking want. But are I, you kidding me? It's all those Showcase 94s. I really want those Showcase 94s. I don't know how I missed them. I must have tossed them back with a stack of the kids' books. I keep missing. Uh, anyway. Hey, so is, we'll trade you this for that. So I bomb home to, to uh, or I bomb over to beep where Bird is working. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, baby, guess how many grocery bags? I'm talking paper grocery bags. I'm like, how many, how many paper grocery bags do, of comics do you think I just bought? And when did you say like five? You're like, I think five. Four, you were six. Like, you were like four. I'm like, no higher. You're like five. I'm like, no higher. You're like six. I'm like 10. I bought 10 grocery bags of comic books it took us how many loads would you say because oh my god how many hours did it take us to go through everything five hours oh my god from the time you got home to the time we went to bed we did nothing but sort comics and that was like five and a half hours (sighs) we we like a full-time job holy almost man i got like 800 or like all like must have been at least 800 books and huge runs of shit yeah Oh yeah. my god, I've been talking a lot. I want to hear your voice on the mic. Tell tell the good people at home some of what I got. Um, we doubled the size let's of our see. collection. We Easy. did, yeah. How many boxes did we had to, to we start with? Had five four, boxes? Four or five. I think it was five boxes. Now we have eight. Yeah. Eight, definitely. So. Um, a lot of single issues, 90s titles, Youngblood. <laughs> Bird hates. Tons of Youngblood. Bird blood. hates Youngblood because of. Rob Liefeld. Why do you hate Rob Liefeld? See, this is good podcast. Oh my fodder. god! Let's talk about fucking Rob Liefeld for a little bit. We'll make a quick diversion. Oh my god! I don't know how he even got a job. For those of you in- who don't know, Rob Liefeld was a really famous artist in the '90s. Yeah. He worked on um, a lot of the Image books. Probably his most famous would be Youngblood. I know he did some Cable, but so like he did some Marvel work, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Youngblood is a big title of his. So he he was a very popular artist in the 90s okay Bird well, hates him because I, looking at all the titles now i kind of think that he was sort of a product of, of that time that time mm. but honestly he was not a good artist mm. not that i claim to be better than him as an artist it's better than rob liefeld but now he's a professional artist so he has some not more, that more i what Bird, but well, he's worked on books. He has published work. So well, yeah. he does have that going for him. But I can't wait to see what our first comic looks like when we make it. Because it's not going to look like a Liefeld book. They're going to have feet. And not a lot of pouches. <laughs> and fucking broken spines on the it's women. And jokes. like massive ass tits and legs that are like three times too long. Right. What is with that? That's from the, the 90s. Well, the tits and the legs thing it has kind of carried over. Um, the the tits thing is a comic book thing. Yeah, Women I know. Women in comics have always had F cups. Massive. That are just like flying out of their... No, 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 no. They're not flying out of anything. They're like perfectly perky, non-moving, magical, non-gravity-defying. like Okay, they're like bits of... Mel- unicorn. The- <laughs> unicorn tits. No, they're bowling ball. They're bowling balls of steel riveted to women's chests, barely covered by... You know, oh yeah, covered by paint. Paint, basically, yeah. 
various colors of pink, <sighs> i.e. Starfire. Anybody wants to see the, what oh we're talking about, go look at Starfire or... She Power doesn't girl. even have a costume, really. It's just like it's strips of fabric. It's it's like a it's barely. If you went to Northern Pleasures, no, they even sell clothes in Northern. Okay, if you went online and I looked up so. like stripper outfit, Starfire's costume is probably what you're, you'd find. No, 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 it's skimpier than than a stripper's outfit. Yes, it's like almost nothing. It's like if anyone saw Borat, <laughs> I've not seen Borat. The giant like thong. Thing that he was wearing on the beach, like a man, mankini. It's like they call it? it's a, the, it's the gross looking. It, that's kind of starfiery. Anyway, a dick pouch. I don't know about the long legs thing. That still happens, but, yeah, but not, not, to, not the to that degree. Like in the nineties, oh all God, the legs on women what? were longer by like one and a half to two times the length of their torsos. Like freakishly long. Like yeah, it's pretty nuts. It'd be like if my legs started at my like nipples. And that's what it looks like. It's crazy how bad the proportions are in... They, they were, like, twice as long as they were supposed to be. Anyway, Rob Liefeld doesn't like to draw feet. I think he has no, trouble No, he, like, them. hides feet. He'll hide feet in, like, mist on the ground or hide them behind rocks or hide them, like, behind pillars or Or anything. they're always on fucking tiptoe. Anything he can do to, <laughs> to avoid drawing feet in perspective, he will hide them. Oh, Nobody has, God. like, ankles. No, they're just like, king, king. yeah. It's. <laughs> I know my hand motions don't transfer over. <laughs> uh, and he is also famous for pouches. There's a the, pouches. The Wizard magazine the invented fucking no, it wasn't pouches. Wizard. I think it was Tumblr, maybe. Somebody online invented the Rob Liefeld drinking game. Open a Rob Liefeld book, and every time Rob Liefeld draws, draws a, pouch, a pouch, you, you take, take a, a drink. drink. And you're dead by page three. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. Like, y- you think we're exaggerating. Like, how many pouches could Rob Liefeld possibly draw on a human being? Do we have anything in front we of us? We don't have that... any Liefeld oh, readily available. If you grab um, Marvel Comics Cable and the New Mutants, that's a Liefeld book. But, yeah. He fucking loves him some some pouches. Like, on the front oh, cover alone. On the front cover, we have one pouch. Well, these, But we also have, like... As, oh, that's a pouch? I think he has two bandoliers on, too, doesn't he? Um, yes. Anyway, let's not no. just stare what? at books. Let's I don't know talk what this to is. our listeners, okay? Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, first a... page. Oh, my God. There he is. Like, massive chests on the men. Like, yeah. freakishly, freakishly massive. Once again, though, you're not saying anything that's unusual for comics. No, like... That's... Uh, okay, but, like, imagine, the... like, a, a really obese person. You know how, like, they have those teeny, tiny little spindly ankles? Yeah. That's Rob Liefeld ankles, but like the person is not fat; they're just really muscular. And like you took their picture and stretched it sideways. I mean, like, yeah, but well, you're missing. All Do the- you see this? Now, you're an art student, okay? Bird. Yeah, I see it. But like, anatomy, goddamn. Bird is an art student, so she sees the anatomy problems of Rob Liefeld, and that's what freaks her out. But what freaks yeah. every other human being on the planet out is his fucking pouches. Is his pouches, his lack of ankles, and the women who look Had like no they've, broken spines. It's look. It looks like they went through like clockwork gears, and like their spines are bent like at like ninety degrees, and they're freakish angles. Yeah. Don't read while we're podcasting because so we, we won't talk to anyone. I just looked at it. I was like, Ooh. so yeah, like their legs are like. I like the legs that like curve forward, and it looks like their knees are on backwards. <gasps> oh yeah, the and it's like goes like forward. Oh my god, yeah, it looks like their knees are attached backwards and they're like contorted into poses that you only get if you go through like the mangler. 
you know? Or you've been in a car accident. Yeah, like a heinous car accident or you got, yeah. like, caught in some electric closing bleachers and it <laughs> broke you into oh, a bunch of pieces. Oh, and then they just, like, managed to, like, pull you out of that way. And then, Perfectly. Like, and then yeah. if they put you in a bikini and you had huge tits, you would be a Rob Liefeld girl drawing. <laughs> Anyway, I was just imagining them jaws of lifing somebody out of like. And you laugh. Possibly. I guess that's the Marlin. Maybe it's not the Marlin effect. Maybe it's the live with bird effect, and I've just passed it on like a virus to everybody around me. Um, Anywho. (laughs) Anyway, it sounds like we don't like this collection. You are wrong. We fucking love this collection. Okay, yeah, I got introduced to '90s comics, Mm. which. I was never introduced With to as feet, man. a youngster. Like yeah. Culture. Was there any culture shock for you? I grew up. Um, uh, I grew up on 90s comics because I started reading comics when I basically like as soon as I was able to read at like age five. So I was be 1995. Mm-hmm. So I made it through like 95 through like 2013 or 14. I really seriously read comics. And then I stopped until college. I don't know. Why. You were in college in 20. No, we, no. you had already graduated by 2014. No, I in Your dates were wrong. In 24... Oh, 20, 2004. Sorry. I stopped reading yeah. comics about 2004 when I was about 14. And then I, I probably picked it back up again in like 2010 or 2011. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my early 20s, I started reading like really seriously. But we met in 09. So... Yeah. You still had comics in 09. Oh, I had comics. I never got rid of any of them. I just didn't... Well, I wasn't buying a lot of new stuff until I kind of met you again. Oh, okay. But yeah, so I grew up on the 90s comics, and Bird will tell you, Bird, <laughs> what are 90s comics based on this? Shiny! Collection? They are fucking <laughs> shiny. Explain what that means. Um, so there's this thing called variant covers, yeah. which you take a normal cover, which has beautiful art or whatever, mm-hmm. and in the 90s, that meant you take this beautiful art and you make it holographic, or you add foil, or you add glow-in-the-dark, or the, paint. They have one glow-in-the-dark cover, and it was it's the fucking sweet. Fucking <laughs> like, to be fair, the 90s, the 90s were pretty Sorry, awesome in, in that regard. It's okay. Um, yeah, we got, like, it... We opened one it bag was and I almost it's went like blind. Glitter. Yeah, there's like sparkles and like if on some of them. What if was you that like, one where it was like stained glass explosion or something? Is what like, it looked like. Yeah, Ninjack. Oh, yeah. Nin- That's was what it, it was. Ninjack the Warrior from oh, Valiant. God. Oh man, but, yeah, like whole covers. Acid whole, trip. Whole wraparound covers that are like in the shiniest, brightest mirrored foil you can ever have. That's another it's thing. So weird to me. Oh yeah, that, but that's another thing about this collection. So hmm. we went through this. This yeah. is a Goodwill comic book collection. Yeah. Every one of these books is pristine. Oh, they're There's gorgeous. No it's disgusting. Rumpled edges. There's no um, dog-eared or leaf through. No covers missing. This is fucking. I swear to God. Of. I swear to God. Some of the books that we have never even well, look at this touched. One. This there's no spine crease on this. This has never been read. Oh, I'm holding in my hand. Neither cab- has this. Cable and the New Mutants. This doesn't have. Sp- like yeah, a lot of these books. You can it, yeah, you can feel that the spines are tight when you try to open them. And these are books from like the eighties or nineties. So part of me is wondering if maybe a like this one. Do you want to open this? Oh man! Throw a bunch of things on the floor. Do you want to open? This do you want to open air? this one on the air? Sure. Wait here. Set her down, and we have to. Okay. What we're doing right now is a book I've been telling Bird about for years, which I have never seen in hardcover. I read um, in a library when I was a little kid. It's called Weapon X. Okay. We're going to open it together on the air. By Barry Windsor Smith. And we're going to sh- share all this with okay. you. You take one, I'll take one. Okay. And we will pull it open. 
Oh, it's so stiff. It really is. <laughs> mm. Ooh, that's oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's perfect. Oh. It's pristine. Are we still making sexual innuendos? Because this is hot. Uh, um, like gorgeous, pristine, perfect. So no, hard, like tight, he clearly wet. never opened this. Oh, we've been calling this guy the, the collector. collector. Um, we none because these, I think I mean could it be a store? Because a store? Could, I know we with a bunch of nineties stuff. It and it's still it's so weirdly nine all nineties. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a store. It and just it's seems like so, a guy. I don't know. It's maybe he was one of the weird. speculators who caused caused the comic book crash in the late nineties. Who just <gasps> bought books? What to a buy dick! Them. I know. However, I'm glad I have them all now. Yeah, but he's um, got a bunch of um, direct. What was it called? Direct, Direct editions. Yeah. So yeah. He was a subscriber, but maybe he was subscribing to collect those editions. I mean, we um, found we found stuff that was still in the poly bags. We yeah. Found, well, we have like and you know what? All of the Robin two Joker. Oh, what's it's it it's Robin two Joker Rising. Joker Rising. Yeah, one through four, and he has the collector's edition poly bags, which means each each of those poly bags. Man, this is a really comic book centric episode for those of you out there who don't like comics. <laughs> uh, you can tune out. We'll talk Sorry. about. How about next week we do like an all sex podcast oh, or something Jesus. for our original listeners? Because people didn't come into this to listen to this. They came in listening <laughs> to like human flesh like cannibalism. Oh. Anywho, this is basically going to be all comics. The good there, old days. Know. Yeah, back in the, back in the <laughs> old days. Um, yeah, but that means each polybag has all three variant four four variant covers. I thought it was all three variant it, covers. It was variant covers, stand, a newsstand edition, and. And then there's like Something a hollow else. foil one. And it also has the trading card in it. And he has all four of them still in the original poly bags. Which, mm-hmm. if you sell that whole set online, you can get like 100 bucks for it or something like that. Or yeah, fi- I think it was like 50 ish. Yeah. So I was kind of bumming. I was like, oh man, I want to read these comics. But and then we have those bag. Ghost Rider ones too. Well, it's not just Ghost Rider, it was Ghost like the and Night of Darkness or something. It's like a, um, a multi book. Crossover. It has a different character in it too. Yeah. Each one was, it was like a six part series across six different books. And, uh, but they were all special variant covers that had black weird, skulls yeah. on the poly bag. And Very he had cool those looking. bagged, too. I think we only have two of those, though. Two of six, yeah. But, I mean, like... And he, he, he didn't only have the Robin ones. He also had reading copies of the Robin ones. Got so that he could, he could keep the bags sealed, yeah. but also read the books. So I was like, holy Yeah, shit. he had multiple copies of... Of a couple of different some things. Of them, Maybe yeah. books that he thought were valuable or what have you. But, um... You were introduced to uh, hollow covers, variant covers. There was one, Sorry. I can't remember what the book was. I think it was Robin and the Huntress, mm-hmm. where there's a little tab at the bottom of the cover. And <gasps> it was like, so cool. It was like, pull here. And you pulled down the tab, and it pulled some art inside a sleeve that was the front cover. And the mm-hmm. art on the cover changed. And it was yeah. like Robin and the Huntress walking towards you. And it would change between Robin and Huntress and Robin and the Huntress. It was. It was crazy. I'm mean, like, yeah. like, it brought me right back to the 90s. I was like, here we are again. Like, I understand that whole variant covers are bad for the comics industry, but yeah. well, they were exploring a lot of really interesting things that I think are super, super cool. Not the gimmicky things like, here's this card or whatever yeah. that we've, you know. I think variant but like, covers when used they're used appropriately. to sell books are a bad thing because it confuses the readers. It makes collecting collecting hard. I mean, the original reason for variant covers was so that they could sell 10 copies of one book and artificially inflate their yeah. numbers up to like a million copies sold. 
Um, like one of the higher rated books that I read is like Scott Snyder's Witches is selling today 90,000 copies and that's a pretty successful book but I do like the variant covers I have a variant cover right here I have a the new edition of JL it's DC Comics uh, New 52 Justice League 37 this is the Darwin Cook variant cover I like Darwin Cook it's cute it's very um, Bruce Timm classic pin up sort of style Um, yeah Darwin Cook's a cool artist kind of um, um, golden age style um, Silver Age yeah, style? Yeah, I guess. It, it kind of reminds... It looks like the art from the Batman animated series. I, th- I was thinking like Will Eisner. Will Eisner. Sort that, of style. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we... Uh, I mean, I drank a beer, and we got two pizzas, and we pulled <gasps> out all of yeah. these comics, bag after bag, pulled out a lot of cool, obscure Vertigo stuff, a ton of graphic novels were Oh, a lot of cool Sandman spin-off type uh, titles. The Dreaming, House mm-hmm. of Mystery, House of Secrets. House of Secrets. Um, um, yeah, there was a lot of cool books. There was a like, four-part miniseries. We got a few original issues of Strangers in Paradise, which is a mm-hmm. cool book that I think you should read. <laughs> Anywho. We Some cool st- titles that stood out to you. Uh, Savage Dragon. Bird is not it's a big so fan funny. of Savage Dragon. It's but. so funny that you Why? that we we got a bunch of Savage Dragon because I just shaved my head into a mohawk. She has a mohawk, a, um, a, a legit mohawk too. There's, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find a picture to put up on. Um, just steal the one off, off my Facebook. Okay. Um, and he said I looked like a very or a, um uh, an combination early, a of combination of 90s, 90s punk rock punk storm, storm and savage dragon which i'd never heard never of heard before of savage dragon which broke my heart savage dragon for those of you who don't know is fucking awesome it's like um he looks stupid he doesn't look <laughs> yes, stupid he does. he's a giant basically he's a giant green muscular dude with a fin on his head and when he says fin he doesn't mean like mohawk it literally is a fin I didn't. Like I didn't think that you actually meant like. It's a fin. Fin. It's literally like. But a, yes, it's a. It's like a fin. A, it's like a, a dorsal mohawk. fin it's on like a fish. It's like a mohawk made out of like a webbed fin. Like a. It's so cool. <laughs> He's awesome. Anyway, I suggested something to Bird, and she kind of wasn't. Didn't seem interested. So I'll. I'll see if. I'm still gonna see if I can get her to do it. But um. What? Because we had so many issues of Savage Dragon in there, I wanted to spread all the comics all over the floor, and then take my camera. Mm-hmm. And have Bird <laughs> do like uh, a nerdy, uh, sexy lingerie photo shoot in all this like big stack of comics. Like, but I don't want to lay on the comics. No, you could lay in like a, in a circle. I, mean, I could lay on all the Liefeld comics. Do you really want Put that my bare butt on them. No, but like we could, we could like fan them all out around you like uh-huh. a mosaic or like the sun radiating away from you, and have you <laughs> lay in the middle. And I wanted to have her like reading Savage Dragon or reading some of the old like Astonishing X Men. Uh, we got a ton of X-Men and X books, X spin-offs. I don't oh, know man. what. That was like that was like huh. the chorus of the night was like fucking Hey Bird, oh, like a new X title. Well, it was there was like title. Uncanny X-Men, Astonishing X-Men, X-Force. X-Men Adventures, X-Force, X-Factor, X-Factor. Excalibur. Um <laughs> there was like Factor X and X Factor. I was like, uh, really, guys? It was the worst. There was so many X books, but Bird I mean, is a huge X Men. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not genuinely complaining. Now, here's one thing I had a question about for you. Yes, I have had since you met me. I have had my collection. Uh huh. I've always had these um, short boxes of comics. Mm-hmm. I have a fair amount of X Men. I've got a lot of JLA and Batman and stuff. Tons of classic Tarzan. You haven't really cracked into them very much you haven't read too many <sighs> comics I, I guess it's it's more work 
to get them out of the short box, take them out of the bagged and board, mm-hmm. and read them than it is to just grab a volume yeah. off the shelf and just read that. And that's the rise of the trade paperback right yeah. there. I like trade paperbacks, but I like mm-hmm. single issues too. I Here's my system, because today I read through a stack of singles. Yeah. Um, I just pull a, a run. Just If you want to read a book or whatever, grab mm-hmm. a run. Grab like 20 and just set them next to the bed. And yeah, sure. Read an issue or whatever. Because Bird and I want to do something for this podcast. And we probably won't have a podcast that's this comic book centric for a while now. Because I do want to get back to talking about Marlon and talking about our lives and shit. Rather than just like, comics are so cool. See how big of a nerd we are. We're so lame. I want to start reading through my coll- our collection. Mm-hmm. It's not my collection anymore. I know it's <laughs> our collection. Me, Aww. me, comic, su comic. But uh, I want to start bird reading at the back of it because we have it all alphabetized. Of Yay, course. young blood! Oh, fuck you! You'll get through Blah. young blood real fast. Um, I, I'm trying to get you to the X Men titles faster. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, I think we should start reading through my comics. And mm-hmm. once a w- when we sit down to do this once a week podcast or whatever, we can talk about the book the books that we've read lately because uh-huh. you've it might be fun to dust off the 90s and be like <laughs> be like wolverine made another uh nirvana reference yeah that was weird there, we, we kept running a lot into of nirvana, nirvana references. references and it's all smells like teen spirit it's none of the good shit it's like smells like teen president and that was the cover of prez number one or like smells like ninja spirit and Wolverine kicks down the door and then immediately references like, but you guys don't have the karma to uh, achieve Nirvana. Nirvana. Like it's just loads yeah. of like oh, Nirvana. Bad. And all these nineties <laughs> comics. Uh, <laughs> you know what kids like? Kids like comic books. Oh, dude. And wacky punk reeked. bands like Nirvana. It reeked of that. It was just dudes. Just, it was like you could hear like. I mean, a lot of it was, like, young, vital people. So maybe mm. some of it was, like, what do I really love? I love Nirvana. I'm going to write Nirvana into the book. But some of it felt like no. the like the 60-year-old editors at DC were, like, throwing some... What are our kids into this day? And they're, like, yeah. Nirvana, sir. And he's, like, oh, Nirvana, that's how I feel when I masturbate to Rob Liefeld's art. Ew. Or whatever. Oh, God. But, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we love this collection. This collection was cool as hell. So wait, uh, if anyone should we talk about the collector a little bit? What we think what about we him? think about oh, the collector? Yeah, maybe. But before we do that, if anyone would like to drop us an email and tell us to stop talking about comic books <gasps> and start talking about insert topic here, uh, you can drop me a line at Maxwell Peterson Presents at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to see Bird scantily clad <gasps> in the middle of a bunch of comic books posted on the Quill and Film website. In a we are not of making risque, a porn website. In a series of risque poses. No, no, we'll keep it classy. We won't show any oh, or anything. Yeah. It'll all be covered Artistic. by comics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, send me, uh, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Max J. Peterson or at the aforementioned email address. At Bird Smash. Or at Bird Smash. Tell, let her know. Tell Bird how bad you want to see her tits. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anywho, um, let's talk about the How character. awkward is this when we get, like, tweets from people that we know that's fine we only yeah we only have like the of the listeners that we know we have pretty relatively few so hopefully it'll so be we have a lot of listeners that we don't know we have a fair number of strangers who listen to the podcast i think well they're not <gasps> stranger they're, danger they're not strangers to us they've usually been recommended by a friend like alan uh, and aaron when they put that one up our our we spiked on quill and film a bunch of people uh, went and listened cool anywho 
Uh, what do you think about the collect? What do you so give me your impressions of the collector? First. Well, initially, I thought he was around like forty, but we've been talking about it, and I think he's our parents' age. Yeah, fifty, late forties, early fifties. Mm. Um, because there were some comics and things that were like our generation, yours and mine. DMZ was in there. No, 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 no. I mean the single issue, like quote-unquote kids comics were things that were really popular when we were young the disney stuff oh but um mm. like tailspin i remember so you're thinking that he that he was like our age in the 90s no i'm uh, yes what what do you how what do you think how old do you think he is right now if he's still alive and this wasn't a house clearance because he died tragically early 50s you think he's in his early 50s yeah so he's like our parents age right okay um I mean, I definitely think he's a he is a he. Yeah. I don't think there's a woman that would be collecting comics like this in the 90s. Especially the books that we're seeing. Uh, A lot of the books we're seeing are not, you know, there's not a whole lot of comics that are aimed at women, but I think women and men are starting to read more of the same type of shit. Sure. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully, like, hopefully there's, we're still not reading all this, like, you know, paperback Walmart novels about like romantic hearts and Ew, shit. Oh god! Because I think I think you know, there's chicks out there who dig Hellblazer and chicks out there who dig. Hello. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, the biggest crush on John Constantine. <laughs> Anywho, <sighs> yeah, this is very man-centric comics. Lots of testosterone. Yeah. And it's like testosterone and tits and guns and that sort of stuff. And if you find something that seems like the target audience would be female, it seems very out of place. Yeah, there's like, like one it's issue. It's clearly it stuff like, that is maybe. targeted towards young males. All right. Um, there's a lot of, but it's not. And it, it also, I don't think a woman would be a collector yeah. of this sort of thing. There are, in there the 90s. are female nerds. There probably were in the 90s, but they were not as welcome in the Yeah, in I think the they would have been sort of like shunned. I'm sure they exist, but they are rare. Um, aren't you, isn't it nice to be a collector by proxy? Like you can tell people that your comic book collection's like 2,000 or 3,000 books. Just because I stole somebody else two other people's collections. You married into a I married large into it. collection. <laughs> yeah, your books, your dad's books, and the collector's books. Yeah, my dad's books was that was pretty good. Oh well, I guess too. your dad and, and Uncle, Uncle Walt's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I but now for me, one of the things that stands out about the collector is it's not just like all this like like look at here's a guy with a machine gun. Firing yeah. past a woman whose costume is so tight, you can see the pucker of her anus. Like, it's not all that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's not all that kind of book. A lot of the books in this collection are also really Very strange, intellectual. yeah. Thinking person's books. Uh, a ton. A lot of the Vertigo titles... I mean, some of the Vertigo titles clearly are just like, <laughs> like here's a bunch of people doing horribly gory things, and here's boobs. Because that was what Vertigo was, man. It was Sex and Here's violence. boobs. However, Vertigo is also the home of like Neil Gaiman and yeah. Grant Morrison and those writers. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of smart books in here too. So I think that he's a person like us who's just like 30 years older. And dead. Yeah, and dead. So, you know, fuck this guy. So I was wondering, do you think he was from the UP or do you think he was from elsewhere and moved here or his stuff got I can't moved here. Imagine that he would be I, from the UP because his 
collection. I mean, his collection. Who's got a collection? How like would this he, yeah? How would he get, have access to it? There are some good comic book stores downstate that have been around for a while, but mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like that. This feels like someone who was tied into the comic book industry when it was going on. Mm-hmm. This feels like an like an East Coaster or a West Coaster. I don't think anybody from like mm-hmm. the Heartlands is doing this kind of collecting. I think he's a transport. What about Chicago area? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe like nearby philly i don't, I don't know not, like, probably not philly like this this kind of smacks of like the east coast new york area or like the you know because most of the comic book in, no the comic book industry was all, all east, coast. east coast east coast it was all east coast in the 90s huh. like image and those companies have kind of been the new upstarts mm-hmm. actually image started in there so i'm wondering how did he coast? find out about these titles we didn't find any like wizard magazines or anything like that, but he had all these direct issues. Yeah. So how did have, he know? They might he not. He just have tossed. Been, I mean, that sort of thing. There. I mean, in the nineties, there was there was fan conventions. Honestly, probably wizard. Like probably. we didn't he just find. Didn't keep the wizard? We didn't find any wizards, but like I don't keep my wizard magazines with my comic book collection. Although I have like two hundred issues of wizard, a now mm-hmm. defunct comic book magazine, which was like the light of my life. But um, yeah, like. Anybody who was into comics, like mm-hmm. really seriously into comics, they read Wizard. They read the digest size Wizard magazine. Um, not digest size. It was like comic book size. Uh-huh. But yeah, you should read some of those old ones, man. You find out about a lot of books you want to read reading that shit. Anywho, um, it's actually better that Wizard went away. It was really becoming like a So sad. how do you think his collection got here? I don't know. This, do you think it's it was a transported mystery. with him when he moved up when here? When he died, they sent his comics with his well, casket. <laughs> What if he, like, retired and came up here? Um, I mean... He would have had to make quite a bit of money, though, to retire... At 50-ish early. or whatever. Yeah. And also, these I mean, these comics, you think he was doing something where he made enough money to retire early? He's buying a lot of comics. I'm buying a lot of comics. I can't fucking retire right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. That's the thing. It, it was cool. The first book that I pulled out of the bag and pulled out of the poly bag was The Mystery Play by Grant Morrison. And you know what? This is this collection is a mystery. Where it's like learning about somebody through like old love letters or something. <laughs> you know, I get. I, I don't know. It just there's a story here for sure. I don't I know. Just, it's so weird. Like I wish I could meet him. Meet him. No, then he'd talk. ask for his books back, and I have to fucking kill him again. Oh. <laughs> Undead collector. He's not getting them back if he's alive, man. If this was a mistake, it was a happy accident for me because. I'll just I'm keeping them. <laughs> spawn. There was a huge ass run. A lot of spawn. Of spawn. So yeah. Cool. We got to fill in a hole, but whatever. I got yeah. money. Money's not real. <laughs> Tax returns coming up. No, but uh, yeah. All right. Do you think we've belabored the collection? Oh my enough? god. Well, yeah. But okay. Moving I, on. It was. It was really awesome. It was. It was a cool experience. That was probably the the, the high point of like my last couple months. It was really cool to get to double my comic book collection and to be reading through all that shit um which we will probably be doing for the rest of our lives yeah yeah you're not allowed to recharge your nook anymore until you've read an entire box of comics what you spend so much time on your nook i want to see you spending some time behind these 90s single issues hollow foils that will blind me when i walk into the room you know i'll be like are you reading comics Ah! That was well, me. you ruined my mic and yours for that moment. That Thank was, you. <laughs> that was me. They both went red. <laughs> that was me being blinded by your hollow, by your holographic. Now everyone cover is of, deafened of a woman's tits and somehow tits, anus, and vagina all showing on the cover at the same time. Am I continuing this point? Yeah. Anywho, how would you do that? She'd have to be, you just be like Rob Liefeld. 
Well. <laughs> Twist the spine 180 degrees. Like most modern comic books. Um, oh. Let's just, I mean, we're going to keep talking comics because I want to know what the last thing you read was. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Really? You haven't read anything recently? Well, actually, the very last thing that I read was today. Which was? A couple minutes ago, Creating Comics. Oh, the... The we, DC book that you got me. Oh, do you want to talk about that? Oh, that? God, about how big of an asshole you are. I didn't think I was being an asshole. Um, Bird came home, and I had left her a letter and a present on her desk. A six-page letter, to it, be exact. It was kind of a long letter. Loquacious is what you are. Verbose. Okay, but... Yeah. Same difference. Oh, sure. So... I actually expected the, um, it was wrapped, the present. Mm -hmm. I totally expected it to be a script for one of our comics because you kept kind of alluding to that That in your letter. Yeah. Um, But what he got me is a copy of the DC Comics Guide to Creating Comics Inside the Art of Visual Storytelling by Carl Potts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a part of a series of books that DC put out that's all about creating comics sort of like the how-to guide for Mm -hmm. young creators who want to make their own books and it's not like this is the first art book we have i'm looking no no. we have so many like art-based books comic-based books but Uh as we've talked about on this podcast before bird has a little bit of trouble with her schedule working as much as she does barely getting to see me to do art anymore Mm -hmm. so i i wanted to do something that in a meaningful way not just like here's a book that's what the letter was about. In a meaningful yeah. way, it would kind of remind her that she's not a Michael... Uh, a bleep! bleep <laughs> she's a... She's an artist. And that I'm always going to be here to help her keep remembering that. Stop! You're going to make me cry again. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Asshole. Assholes and vaginas and, and mouths, oh my. There. Now I've neutralized her tears <laughs> with vulgarity. <laughs> Sure uh, did. The last thing I read was 300. Read it this morning. Uh, art and story by Frank Miller. Colors by Lynn Varley. I cannot fucking believe it's that. It's so beautiful. Did you read it yet? No. Why haven't you just dived legs spread at that comic, man? <laughs> I did. Ew. <laughs> you might want to wipe the taint juice off the cover. Ew. Holy fuck, bird. That is such a good... And, and it actually you, was my Christmas present for it you. It was. It's a signed... Signed. signed by Frank Miller. Uh, CBLDF certified signature. So do they just have, like, cards with their signature and they just, like, glue it into the cover? Uh, no, they, I think they send him... The, they like, sent it to him? Well, they, they yeah, they send him the... Sent him the card. Either the card or the book with the card in it. I've seen that done a lot. Uh-huh. Because the CBLDF will put the sticker on there and then send the book out to him directly. So he'll the person will sign it and send uh-huh. it back. That way they have a... Why didn't you ask that he, like, write something to me in it? Personalize it? Yeah. I don't know. I was so, like... I was already, like, trying to touch at the hem of Jesus Christ, you know? Like, trying to get the signature of Frank Miller. I wasn't... I didn't want to be like, And another thing, Mr. Miller. Draw a big wiener aiming at your face on it and then sign it there. I mean, I didn't think to. I was just like, uh-huh. Sir, if you just put some ink on some paper and just that uh, I know that you did it, I'll be just eternally grateful and I'll love you forever. And if you want, maybe, like, I, you can adopt me into your house. So the CBLDF is the Comic Book Legal Legal Defense Defense Fund. Fund. The only charity that I donate to yearly. (laughs) Because I don't have the money to donate elsewhere. And um, so how did you go about 
getting the did you get this book through them yeah. or okay it was like uh it was, was it on their website just in their store or yeah something? it was uh-huh. in their store and i just went on there and i was like you could buy 300 from them for like 30 bucks or you could get like a copy signed for like 50 bucks and i was like mm-hmm. ooh. That one, I'll go with the fifty dollars. I knew we weren't supposed to spend a ton of money on each other, so right. I was like, fifty bucks is fine. So I did that, and then I got it, and I was like, no way did he really sign it. It's gonna just be like a printout or something. And I looked at it, and he saw the ink, and I just, and when I came to, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awesome. But no, oh, oh my god, three hundred for those of you oh. who like the movie, the comic book is basically it. It looks like they didn't even. Zack Snyder didn't even write a script. It looks like they just like gave everyone a copy of the comic and was like, "Here, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing." Just like Sin City, yeah. Line for line, sh- a lot of like shot for shot re- reproductions of the comic mm-hmm. book panels. It's so cool, so fucking cool. I also caught up on Saga. Sam's finally, okay, cool. Um, I caught up on Saga finally, and I also read the Lands. <gasps> Yay! Tooth and Claw. Sorry, do you want to talk about Tooth and Claw? Yes, please. Let's go. What do you got for me? Okay. Because I can talk about any of these books. I read them all. I saw this Tooth and Claw in Taiga. Um, I saw issue number two in the store. And it just caught my eye right away. I was like, oh, weird. Interesting. Okay. I kind of flipped through it. Hmm. Uh, Is it Kurt? Kurt Busick? It is. Let's use the... Kurt Busick. Benjamin Dewey is the artist. Beautiful fucking art. Yeah, Benjamin Dewey is Beautiful. Dewey's pretty good. The writing's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordi Belair does the color. Okay, cool. Um, so just my image. Image book. Just the uh, the visual nature of it. Mm-hmm. I immediately was like, I have to check this out. Um, I didn't read it at all um, because it was issue number two, and I didn't want to ruin anything for myself. And Last week? We special ordered through... Through that. Tyga. Yeah. Through Tyga. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. issue one came in. So they had, um, I guess, Image sold so many copies of the first they printing. They had to do a second They printing. had to do a sen- second printing. I, um, I was kind of skeptical because I, I just read issue two. Yeah. I was like, you know, because I'll take a look at this and see if it's worthwhile. It's sure. anthropomorphized. A lot of it's like animals that talk and walk around and act. Yeah, like very people. black sad. So I was yeah. like, well, I wouldn't go so I wouldn't say black sad. I think black sad is the best that anthropomorphization. Oh my god. Oh, I'm not so saying dumb. that the art is that level. No, I think no that, offense to these artists, but this reads more to me and I, I like this book a lot. Uh-huh. But this reads more to me like um like really mature Disney. Like animals oh. that talk, but mm-hmm. the, there doesn't seem to be a lot of choice, a lot of thought as to like why animals are the type of animal they are. It just seems like yeah. there's a ton of dogs running around and they're all part of the dog and they all act sort yeah. of the same. But like in Black Sad, the, the scared mother of one who's like on the run is a deer. Right. And they, they right. do that sort of thing. And I think that those subtle touches in Black Sad sort of show what anthropomorphism can be. And I think that this tells a really cool story with talking animals. It's, it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not downing the book at all. I fucking love it. But like, I'm really defensive of Black Sad. Um, it's I, and I, I didn't mean book. to. No, I know. Um, anyway, so I get into it and, uh, it's definitely fantasy. Oh. Definitely. Magic. Like, right. Boom. Magic yeah. abounds. Magic. There's no guns. There's all just swords and like. Mm-hmm. Battle scarred warriors. Yeah, it's basically and, like we if saw you were to. titties in. Cheetah titties? Cheetah titties in issue number Chitties. one. Chitties, if you will. 
Man, you know what's it's oh, weird? We talk about you'd think we were furries because like two or two episodes ago. Oh my like god! Beaver blowjobs. Oh my god! What? I think I met some furries today at work. Really? <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, no. um, also, be careful. Okay, so not not mocking at all. No, she um, was over at beep. I just don't want um, you to name drop anything. Anyway, yeah, I was at work uh-huh. and. Um, so I get called up and they somebody needs help in jewelry, mm. which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, I go over and this couple is looking for something. And um, the guy kind of reaches over and he's tr- he wants to show me what he needs. He reaches over and asks his, I'm assuming his wife, mm. if he can have something. I'm pretty, yeah, they were married. I looked to see if they had rings. Okay. Um, reaches over to his wife and takes something. It looked like a collar. Mm-hmm. off of his wife's neck and um i mean it wasn't really a collar it was just a, a hoop style necklace just okay. a solid um but it was missing the ball end and that's what he wanted uh-huh. and uh on on it was this heart-shaped locket and i'm like oh that's a little weird and there was just some like sort of weird formality about him asking her if he could take it off of her and just like it was very weird. May I take? Yeah, yeah. It, it just like I like immediately how, had this weird vibe. Like, huh? Okay. Well, there's always the there is that thing where the best the best uh, pony boys mm-hmm. will not break character until they're told to by their mistress, even if they're like being questioned by police or if like mm-hmm. their house is broken into. Like the, the ones who are like hardcore will not break being a horse mm-hmm. until they're given permission. <laughs> It, no, Some, she no, was definitely it not it in character or anything. But that's what I'm saying. That formality, that sort mm-hmm. of the uh, the allowance, the release, the yeah. There was a weird formality about something. Nature to it. Um, so we'll that was fine. We didn't have it, and uh, I went about doing whatever. Mm. But later, I ended up having to cover as cashier, mm. and they came up while I was there, and um, they bought these two sticker not stickers magnets that we have Mm -hmm. that say the best things in life are furry which i saw and immediately giggled and i was like this is not appropriate you know like when we got them (laughs) in i was like they didn't think about this very long um and then they bought some other ones that were like dog related to cover the tracks no i mean it was like i love my dog and the, the one we have that's like the best proud. kind is rescued or yeah. proud owner of a rescued dog mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so they had those and I was just sort of like, oh, cool. I got, I got the same one. You know, what kind of dogs do you have? And they told me and I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, and um, and he's like, you're looking at her. No, no. And then um, and the wife goes, oh, yeah, we have three cast. And I was like, whoo, you've got a house full. And then she said something to the effect of. Oh yeah, we're furries or something like that. Or that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what else could you say that contains the word furry? I don't know. Like wh- that, that uh, dissuades uh, me that there were furries cuz people who are furries tend not to throw that phrase around. I don't and then they yeah, asked and they saw my name tag. Mm-hmm. Bird. They're like, "Are you a furry?" And they too? they like looked at me and they um they looked at this and I thought and they said something like oh that sign there is that you and I looked at the wall thinking they were pointing at a sign and they're like oh no no your name tag mm-hmm. bird is that your real name and I went yeah and then the wife was like all right well I'll see bird or whatever and she like 
specifically used my name and it was just it was a very weird now say say it back to me say goodbye alley cat and then i'll go meow to you (laughs) well we have had like full-blown furries and beep i think i've told that story you told that story on here oh man it's not even our story to tell no it's not um back to the autumn lands i have an issue with and you have an issue. <gasps> I have an issue with, with it. Number two, the story <sighs> follows. Uh, there's magic. There's a bunch of animals. The magic, in this whole world, the ma- there's only animals. There's no humans, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the magic is failing. Yeah. So this uh, one magician animal, she's a warthog. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm gonna, or we can go back and get. The, there's this uh, mythological character named the champion. The champion who brought magic to their world, and now that the magic is failing, they want to use what little they have left. To bring the champion back and see if he can give them magic again. Mm-hmm. So they do this giant ritual to like reach out back in time and snatch the, the champion into their world. And each uh, quote unquote tribe or, or race, uh-huh. yep. the lions tribe, tribe. Mm-hmm. lions, dogs, iguanas, moles, all the right. animals. Have all the tribe. animals. Yep. They all claim that the champion is of their tribe. Right. The dogs are like, oh, he's loyal and intelligent. He's a canine. So he's a dog. Yeah. And the cats are like, he's crafty and blah, so he's a cat. And they all uh-huh. argue with each other about that. It's part of their mythology. Sure. Right. So in issue t- one, they mm-hmm. reach back in time. They do it. They, they And they get him. And they see him, but he's just a shadow. And they get him, and they put him inside this, like, egg, sort of cocoon it's type called, deal. It's called the, something pearl. Something pearl, yeah. It's like the in, in blah, blah, blah pearl. And they pull him through, but it draws so much magic that the floating city they're on crashes to the crashes ground down. and a bunch of people fucking die. So many people die. And it's not like, oh, dead animals. There's like... like it's gory. It's fucking... There's guts hanging out of people and the main characters... People impaled. Yeah, the yeah, main character's dad, dad impaled. And there, did you see the turtle with his shell crushed in? <gasps> no. Oh my God. Oh. Like, it's fucked up. It looks like a war scene. And I'm like, you know, and before that, we see like chitties. We see some cheetah titties. And I was like, hey, look at <laughs> a mature title. But Booyah. yeah, but like at the end of issue one, I'm like all these cute anthropomorphic animals. There's like they're eviscerated and their mm-hmm. guts are hanging out, and it's just fucked up. And then in issue two, we find out the champion hatches sort of to yeah. save the magicians and the survivors of the from the crash. a lower. Um, the people in the this lower, floating city are, are like the cloud people, or higher animals, animals mm-hmm. who might be pets, you know. I mean, if you think about it, it's all like, I guess, it's like yeah. dogs, cats, owls, that sort of stuff. Like, sure. the, like the intelligent animals, the lower animals who are like their servants. It's a weird like they're um, they're almost like, like or, or, or uh, indigenous like people or like something. Yeah, caste system. Yeah, I don't know if it's a caste system. So almost. Much as, well, caste system is more like the untouchables. The I guess in a way. Uh, yeah. I guess in a way. Yeah. So, but it's like the stratified society, and the the lower animals are like bison. Mm-hmm. The ones we've seen so far are like bison, and we got the idea that bats are also yeah. bad. But um, the bison are like, and yes. there's like serious class tension. Yeah, they're like the city crash. It's it's like medieval like fiefdom or whatever. So like the fucking city crashed. Let's go and Let's kill go them kill all. Them. So they come with like hammers and swords and shit, and they're hacking their way through. Oh god, like that, like the the owls and like all the all of the magician people are like just getting fucking slaughtered. Yeah, and the uh, while this is going on, the champion, the champion hatches, hatches or whatever. The pearl yeah. breaks, and the champion leaps out and just starts fucking going ham on these bison. And we don't quite see who he is until we yeah. turn the page, and it's the big reveal. It's a man. Yeah, it's a human being. And for those totally of you at home, naked, it's a male human being, and his dick is there. 
in almost every panel, his dick is like swinging left, swinging right. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. Spinning in a helicopter. He's got like the biggest ball sack <laughs> ever. Oh, like, yes. Mm. Okay, I don't know about... I, I haven't seen a lot of like real human genitals. I've seen a lot of like porn genitals, but those aren't real. You know, those are... those are They, yeah. they, they go out and they're like, hey, you look mutated. You got 12 inches hanging down there. <laughs> but I haven't seen a lot of like normal male genitals other than my own. Are balls really that big? Like, tell us. No, you've seen. No, they look like weirdly saggy or something. Like Ralph Garman balls. Huh? Ralph Garman notoriously has a very pendulous set of testicles. He talks about it on Hollywood Babylon all the time. That's so weird. Like, how is that a point of discussion ever? Um, With Kevin Smith, of course, it's a point of discussion. Anyway, uh, so like, in in general, in your experience, balls do not look like this. No, they're like. Really hangy and also really big. Yeah, his. I guess it's sort of like he's got. He is a man in every sense of that. Huge. It's not. We're not talking like a fast bender and shame dick. Well, it's not. Hard. Yeah, that's true. But like you know, even swing. I don't want to see it hard. You don't. No, that's weird. Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm like, you don't. Who doesn't want to see a good hard? But, like, yeah, is he going to, like, try and fuck animals? Oh. I hope not. I hope they get him some clothes in issue three, or I might check out of the series. Because you can only... I mean, <laughs> you read 300, and you're like, man, there's a lot there's of homoeroticism here. Yeah. Like, dudes standing on other naked dudes while second naked dude does push-ups, and, like, do you like this? Yes, sir. That kind of crap. Wow. Well, like, it's well, pretty, 300's pretty homoerotic. Well, then the Spartans... Hello. Well, they yeah. They did each other rampantly. They had to put beards on their women to trick the men into heterosexuality, and Sparta, for those of you who don't know. Yay! Anywho, it was encouraged. Homosexuality? That, yeah. Yeah, homosexuality. Heterosexuality was so weird and foreign to dudes that by the time they got married, the women had to dress in drag so that the dudes, so that they could make more Spartans because the dudes were like, ew, girls. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. No, so but the, the problem. I, I want to we... talk about the dick a little bit more here. What? Okay, so the balls are unusual. Is that okay. what, is that what genitals look like though? Because I mean, like I well, I do yeah. not look like that. Well, no, he's, God no, he's uncut. Well, I mean, there is that too. I, mean, I think he's from the past though, so maybe this is like pre-circumcision. Probably. So anyway, I don't think circumcision exists in this world. So is that? Would you say that's a good like um, anatomical representation of human genitals, other than the huge giant balls? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just want some accuracy in my cock, you know? <laughs> like, my comic book cock needs to be, <laughs> needs oh my to be God, a, at least funny. a little accurate. Um, all right, so here's the issue. I don't know, I just, it's very cool that the artist is not afraid to draw it. Yeah, there's some dudes who'd be like, put a loincloth on him or whatever. Anywho. Um, anyway. Your issue, you, it's your baby, so <sighs> what? Yeah, I guess, I don't know, I read it and I was like, oh, yeah, he's kicking ass and he's saving the animal, blah, 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 woo. But and then we see but then you finish the, the issue. issue and you're like oh, oh all wrong wait like it is speciesist species does that make sense is yeah, that a like, word we can't give animals their right. own we can't we couldn't just pick an animal to go with mm. to save the animals we had to a human had to save the animals like we as artists and writers have such an ego about our species that yeah. we couldn't 
give an animal the I'm place of champion. If, well, I'm wondering if part of that is Busick trying to dis- trying to explain why animals can speak and walk. Because I don't think they're going to do that on their own. But if, like, like right at the end... Because they kind of talk about the end of an age. Like, the Earth was dying, and then the champion saved them. Mm-hmm. Maybe the champ, Like, the world is dying, and man is dying, and this champion releases magic, and that's how all the animals can now walk, speak, think, talk. Explains the anthropomorphism. Oh. Maybe that's what he's doing, rather than, uh-huh. like... But, yeah, there's a weir- almost a weird undertone of, like, you know, people are better than animals. The champion is a human. But this also feels very, I hate to say it, but Planet of the Apes-y to me. Uh-huh. A man out of his own time, pulled through time and space. But he's a, from the past, not a, from the future. So is Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Oh, yeah. He's That's a man a from the past who, like, wakes up, he's got a beard, and they've time-traveled because of the theory of rel- the, the effects of relativity. Right. To Earth, the same spot they never really left anywhere. But like you know, um, mm-hmm. it, and then you know, remember what the apes are all saying in Planet of the Apes is like, you're so damn ugly, and like, oh, uh-huh. this the one thing the animals say in the Autumn Lands. I think it's called Tooth and Claw, and they added the Autumn Lands because of um, like. Uh, oh, I thought it was called reasons. the Autumn Lands, no, and then they it, had to add Tooth and if Claw. If you read the like the filing notes, it says uh-huh. Tooth and Claw number two. I think oh. they had to add the Autumn Lands on the cover for copyright reasons. But what the animals are all saying is like this featherless, furless, clawless thing. They're all like they're like him, disgusted, his yeah, manness, which they do also in Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just they're grossed out by people. So, what was your problem with it? Um, my problem was. After you mentioned it, because I I mm-hmm. tend to read comics and just go along for the ride, especially like Autumn Lands is cool. I like Kurt Busiek. He does he's done some cool stuff with, like he did Astro City. Okay, we got some of that in our collection too. You should read it. I'm not going to okay. talk about it because I don't want to spoil anything. Can I let little girl in? Yeah, let little girl okay. in. Um, but I was reading. You know, I read Tooth and Claw one and two, and I was like, yeah, this is a cool book. And Bird wanted it on the pull list, so I threw it on the pull list. But. Um, you know, like nothing until Bird mentioned her problem with it. I didn't really notice anything. I was just like, "Oh, okay." And now we've established because you know, Black Sad is uh, the genius exception that proves the rule. But I don't think human readers, you know, comic readers, are going to go along for a super long ride with a character they can't really relate with. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's lazy writing because I feel like we could ultimately relate to our main character, Dunstan, the dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, as, I really liked him. Issue one. I was like, he, yeah, I'm right there with him. He loses his father, and he's dealing with some, like, he didn't understand the dis- the um, the huge... The way they were treating the lower Yeah, he didn't animals, realize that yeah. that was wrong, and now he's kind of becoming more class conscious. Like, we... Music could have made the champion any animal. Yeah, it would then, have been... And then the champion the could have been, like... Uh, I like, thought he was going to be a lion. Yeah, but that's too obvious. Or maybe he could have been a mole, or whatever. But like, whatever. Yeah. This was a cool twist on the champion. But what I'm saying is, he if he wanted to be really clever and make us relate to a character we wouldn't expect, because now we're all going to watch this and relate to the human in this strange world of animals. If we'd if he'd made it an animal, we would have had to work to find someone to relate to. And I mean, you could have had the guy be an eagle and he's a peripheral you know like he's driving the events of the book forward but we're relating to Dunstan who's telling us the story Mm -hmm. you know like Dunstan's the main character and 
he is thrown into upheaval as he becomes friends with the champion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the choice to make it a man after you kind of mentioned it, I was like, yeah, why couldn't they make it an animal? Why couldn't yeah. they just give it to give it to the beasts? But um, yeah. So but that, are you there? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, oh, I'm. I'm a, it's I'll, on the back cover. I'll keep reading it for sure. Um, oh. It's a wraparound. Nasty. Yeah, cool. It. It's a wraparound. You can. Yeah, I just didn't even. We had a lot of those in the collection too. Was the the giant wraparound variant covers? It's kind of cool to see them coming back. I, I like the, the wraparounds. Um, speaking of variant covers, really quick, Justice League. I it was one of the things we put on our pull list mm-hmm. when we assembled our pull list. I have not read Justice League since I I used to collect it in blind packs when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And if you just bought the new blind packs with Justice League in it every week. Or no, every month. If you just kept buying blind packs, you could get whole runs because mm-hmm. they would just blind pack the issues that were like two or three months old and sell them that way. Oh, so sure. if you just kept buying, you kept getting the next issue, the next issue, the next issue. It was like a roundabout way of collecting a series. Mm-hmm. I have like fifty issues or sixty issues of of Justice League, and then I stopped reading it and I got into the darker books and the image books and the grown up books. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Jeff Johns is writing mm-hmm. Justice League, and I really like Jeff Johns. He's a great superhero writer. He understands how the world of extra normal people works, and he humanizes them in a really cool way and tells these big, epic stories like people don't tell anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you get, like, Batman who's brooding, and he deals with terrorists. You know, mm-hmm. gone are the days of, like, Superman punching giant-ass robots. Jeff Johns does... Green Lantern fighting intergalactic space wars and Superman punching giant robots and Batman <laughs> fighting against viruses and stuff. Big comic booky stories. Yeah. But he does them in like a Chris Nolan kind of way. Huh. He's a great... He I think he's worked on Justice League before too. I might be wrong, but... So I picked up Justice League and the first issue I got was thirty issue 37. It's the second part in a new arc which kind of bums me out because I missed the very, like, the genesis of the story. I jumped in on issue two of a new arc, but this book is my favorite book of the week. Really? Yeah. The art is fucking killer. I wish I had it open. Actually, I'll pull it open right now just to find who the artist is. It's not a name I'm familiar with, Mm -hmm. but uh, I just pulled open Justice League to, you know, like, hey, it's cool. I, I used to read the Morrison run when it was coming out for the first time, like Rock of Ages and shit, and that was awesome. This book is, I'm not, I'm not going to go say as good as Morrison's run, because mm-hmm. I don't think anything will ever be as good as Morrison's run to me, but Jack Johns is the writer, Jason Fabok is the artist, and Brad Anderson is the colorist. Take a look at like some of those pages. Ooh. Yeah, man. And wow. The, the writing is, is like razor sharp. That's like Jim Lee-esque G- art. Yeah, tip of the hat to Jason Fabok. Oh, he, he's man. probably been around for a long time. DC doesn't just hand the reins on Justice League to right. like a new artist. but It's beautiful, though, and the coloring is I'm going to take a look at some of his older stuff and see what we got, but... Yeah, like, the story, as far as I can Ooh, tell... Oh, beautiful. Know, the art's fucking awesome. The story, as far as I can tell, so far, because I jumped in on issue two, uh, Lex Luthor invented a, some kind of virus that targets... is supposed Oh, to target, man, Wonder Woman's a babe! Oh, also, her new costume is killer. That They're getting it right. They've, they've switched Wonder Woman's costume, like, 50 times... Um, but this is a step in the right direction. She's got the full gauntlets on rather than the tiny little, like, mm-hmm. bondage bracelets. She's still Tits McGee. Well, all like, female comics half of characters her tits are, are covered. still titsy. And, you know, may- she does use sex as a weapon occasionally. She uses sex in some of the old JLA written by Mark Wade. 
to like sway Bruce Wayne and Batman, you know? It was weird. I said Bruce Wayne and I was like, oh, I gave away Batman's secret identity. <laughs> I got so wrapped up in the world of comics that I was like, we can't release this. Someone's going to hear. But in this in this arc, I can't remember what it's called. Will you look it up? On It's on the title page. It's called like uh, Patient Zero or something like that. Uh, virus something? Keep going. Keep going. You know what the title page is, right? It's the double page. There you go. It's called the uh, the Amazo virus. Amazo. This is episode episode quote unquote two. <laughs> um, but yeah, so You're Lex Luthor's invented a virus that targets metahumans and suppresses their metahuman abilities for mm-hmm. a short time. He allegedly he says he did it so because no prison can hold them. But if mm-hmm. they go to prison and are infected with this, then they don't have superpowers and they they can be held accountable for shit. But it got out. And we've learned that when it infects normal people, like Bruce Wayne, for example, mm-hmm. who gets infected at the end of this issue. Spoilers. <gasps> no! Um, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I have to wait a month for the next one. But uh, when the normal people get it, they manifest metahuman powers until their no. cells burn out and they die. <gasps> it's this, you know what? This is perfectly timed. This, I think this arc is kind of speaking to the whole Ebola thing. Oh, interesting. Like one of the yeah, sure. it's like a flight attendant who gets off a plane or something, and she has been infected with the Amazo virus. She's not patient zero, but like she's <laughs> been infected with it, and we see her dying in like hazmat suits. It's so timely, like seeing Batman and Superman standing around it. And normally, you see them standing around, and they're like, "And we've defeated yet another costumed clown-looking fucking idiot in spandex." Now they're standing around, and Batman's got like a his hazmat face mask on and superman's immune because he's an alien what did what did what was the name that robin quote unquote the hazbat suit and (laughs) superman and you know like i read hazbat suit to bird and she's like that's idiotic and the next line of dialogue was superman busting his balls about it like did you really call it a hazbat suit and batman like you know talks his way out of it johns is a good writer Uh but like it's it's really strange and cool to see comics not just being escapism anymore. It's our favorite heroes. Half the Justice League is infected and on a death ward. At the beginning of this issue, like Aquaman and Cyborg are laying in hospital beds dying. You know, they'll probably be healed by the end of, you know, the next couple issues or Lex oh, will make duh. it cure. But like it's weird to see Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman standing by and talking about an outbreak of an infectious disease that automa- once you get it, it's a death sentence in a world where people are afraid to go to certain towns because Ebola victims have been there. It's weird and timely and really cool. Why'd you roll your eyes? The whole Ebola thing, that's it. The CNN, like, blowing it up to try and make it a huge outbreak on, like, seven people. No, okay, seven people died. Or That last count that I was paying attention to. Or seven people had it, which I'm assuming means seven people died. Ebola's pretty nasty, but... I know there was at least one person who lived. One person survived Ebola? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It was one of the nurses. Call them Superman. Um, I don't know where my phone is, but it's probably going off because I have to get ready for work now. Uh, probably downstairs. Okay. Man, how did we do that? Talked for like an hour and a half about where you're going. But uh, mostly the collection and the collector. Yeah, the collection and the collectors. But that's what we'll call it. We'll call it this. We'll call this one the collector. I like it. Um, so, and I talked a lot. I, as I always do. I'm sorry. I, I'll try and let you get on the mic next, next, uh, next episode where we talk about nothing Whatever. but filthy, raunchy sex. Ooh. Um, she looked disturbed rather than excited. Um, so I guess before we leave, what do you, 
let's try and figure out a book to read for next week so that you can talk about it, I can talk about it, and that can be it for our comics chat. Um, from the collection. Oh, from the collection? Yeah, it can be You new... were talking to me that I needed to read DMZ. You should. What, a couple of days ago or something? Yeah. And, and we, we got it. it in the collection. So I was, like, oh, I was thinking I would read that one. All right. Or so... if you don't mind, Weapon X. Okay, pick one. What do you want to read? You want to read Weapon X? Weapon X. All right, Bird is going to read Weapon X for next week, and I'm going to read, uh, how about I read The Mask? Ugh, Just because okay. I know you're so against it. I will read The Mask, you will read Weapon X, and we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Um, and Sounds that, good. And I promise that all of you faithful listeners, that will be the only comic stuff we talk about next week. I promise. <laughs> unless some fucking crazy thing happens. That's part of our shtick, though, is the nerd centric I know but this stuff. was like this was like an hour and a half of just like straight up comic book news we didn't even talk about Marlin which is what this podcast started as it was like a Marlin update thing who cares yeah I guess okay <laughs> so anyway again uh, I guess <laughs> I end with just unnecessary profanity I'm like eh, fucking I guess we're fucking eh, done fuck then, all you motherfuckers um I guess we are though because I have to go so um for Chapman and Robin, I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. Holy podcast, Chapman. Chapman.